one of the praise things that i forgot to uh, mention there are several things that come to my mind before we study from god's word this evening uh our children you know they go to private english medium schools and colleges and uh, we had a a small uh, van to take them to school and right from the beginning we have been teaching the children how to pray and how to have faith in god to depend on god for every need and uh, the moment we found that this van was too small for the children uh, we needed a big uh, vehicle to take the children to school and we've been praying for several months and the children witnessed that god has answered our prayers their prayers by giving them a big bus in 2006 so we have a big bus to take them to school and back so children are so encouraged for everything we tell them to pray and they and they see that the lord is answering their prayers for several years now 8 years we are in a rental home boys home girls home even in even in our home that we live is all rental and the rent is too high in the in this uh, state of goa we've been praying and we know it, you know in goa it is very impossible for us to buy a place because land prices are going up because people from all over the world are coming there and buying a land foreigners have come and settled in in goa a lot of english people have come and settled there so it's becoming difficult for us to buy a piece of land so we have been praying and saying lord this is next to impossible please give us a place you know you won't believe it's an answer to prayer in 2009 a roman catholic family you know they invited us home and they said we have watched you for several years now uh, do you have a place of your own we said no what are you doing then we are praying <laughs> you know this this family said somehow when we have been thinking about giving this land to somebody the lord you know in the night he is bringing your face and your wife's face to us and we are pressurized to give this place to you would you mind having this place in this city i said i'm born and brought up in that city i would i i wouldn't mind so i said how much would you you know charge for this land they said we we are not selling our land we are giving as a donation they gave a big land of 1700 square meters with a house in the middle with a old portuguese house because goa was ruled by the portuguese and so this this land is there in the name of care and compassion goa it is just god's miracle god's grace and now we have started praying for money to build <laughs> and we told the children they cannot understand so i told them we have this much money pray that we would get this much money to build this place we have a, a engineer friend who has done the planning for us and kevin and morin have the whole plan of the building it's going to be a ground plus you know two so three floors all together for the girls boys and the staff and some guest houses so please pray that god would you know meet our needs that very soon we can start this building project and we can have a children's home of our own and and the prayers of these children would be answered by the lord and i'm sure the lord will do it in his own time and we would request your prayers and support to build up this home god bless you let's turn to mark's gospel i know we are late i would do my best <laughs> Mark's Gospel chapter 14 verses 1 to 9 If you have your bibles I want you to keep it open before you There's a story here of Jesus anointed by a lady Just before we go into this brief study we will look at the context 
What is the context here? You know, Jesus is on his way to Calvary. And as he is going, we see a woman, she wants to express her love for Jesus here in this, at, this, at this point. And that expression of her love is a very costly expression. She wanted to show that she loves him. And her love is being misunderstood by even the disciples of Jesus. Those who are around Jesus, they misunderstood this lady's love for Jesus. Why did she have to do this, was their question. Because she broke a, a very costly alabaster you know, bottle that contained this perfume. She broke it. And people wondered, why did she have to do this? She could have used this money for something else, to feed the poor people. And the Lord had to you know, give a, a fitting reply to these people who criticized this lady. And we are going to see a few verses here. And the Lord says, beautifully, she has done what she could. She has done what she could. She could not do anything else, but she did what she could. Verses 3 and 4. While he was in Bethany, reclining at the table in a home of a man known as Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, Made of pure nard, she broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, Why this waste of perfume? And verse 5 he says, It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. And for that, Jesus replied. Now we are going to see the first thing that this lady did. She was giving a very costly sacrifice, making a very costly sacrifice to Jesus. As he was going to the cross of Calvary, she knew who he was. And that's why she, she was doing that sacrifice. Now the ointment, the, the perfume, was valued in those days at 300 pence. 300 pence, a pence is a daily wage of an average worker in those days. And therefore, today, it... it you know, when you calculate it, it's, it becomes a very, very big amount of money. And this oil that was extracted, this perfume that was extracted, comes from a tree that grows in India. It's very interesting. And they had to take the bark of this tree and get and extract this oil. And that's why it was so, you know, you know costly. And this lady had this costly perfume and she could have very well said, I want to use this for myself. But here is this lady who breaks this bottle at the feet of Jesus. And she anoints his head with this costly perfume. Now, there are two customs that is connected here. Why is this lady doing this? Why is this lady breaking this bottle of perfume? It's because of the custom that was prevalent at that time. One of the custom was that of the breaking of glasses. You know, when a special distinguished guest comes to your house and you offer them a drink, and when they use that glass and have that drink, when they go back, they take the glass and they break it into pieces so that nobody else uses that glass again. That is the custom that was prevalent at that time. And so this lady, this woman, she knew that Jesus was the Messiah. Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords. Nobody else 
would have the privilege of having this ointment. Only Jesus. And so she broke that bottle. That was the practice that people had in those days. And she knew it in her mind. That this is why she was doing it. Another custom that was there is related to the burial rituals. When somebody died, they would apply this costly ointment, this costly perfume on the dead body. And she knew why Jesus was going to the cross. She knew that Jesus would die on the cross. On the third day he would rise again. And that's the time when Jesus would die. They would have to apply this costly ointment on the body of Jesus. She's doing it beforehand. Because she may not get a chance later on. And so these two things were there in her mind. And she broke that bottle that contained the costly perfume to anoint the head of Jesus. You know, regardless of these two customs, you know, I believe one thing, why probably this lady broke this bottle. Have you ever, uh, you know, used a perfume? I'm sure we all use, I love perfume. You know, you take a perfume bottle, after you, you know, finish that, you know, you, you don't want to throw that bottle out. You look, you know, eh, you, you, you bend the bottle at, at different angles and you try to see, at least if, you know, two more drops, let me get those last two drops on me. You try to finish that bottle and then throw it off. This lady, I believe, she didn't want to waste even one drop of that perfume. And so she, she wanted to break that bottle so that every drop of perfume was used to anoint the head of Jesus. She didn't keep anything for herself. She broke it and she gave it completely for the Lord Jesus. Now we need to ask ourselves this evening this question as we see Mary, this woman's great sacrifice for the Lord in anointing Jesus with this costly perfume. Are we willing to make a costly sacrifice for the Lord? Or are we saying, Lord, this is my hard-earned money. Lord, this is my family. Lord, this is my possession. How can I get away with this? Are we possessing these things? The Lord requires people who are willing to make costly sacrifices for Him. Today my friends call me a crazy guy because I have left my chemist job, you know, the, that good salary, and today I am working as a pastor and as a missionary. They say, you are gone out of your head. I said, no, I'm happy with what I'm doing and I'm content with what I have. God has blessed us. We don't want to possess anything. Lord, I want to give everything back to you because it is yours. Nothing belongs to me. Every sacrifice is costly. Jesus had to pay a costly sacrifice on the cross of Calvary in order to redeem you and me. He had to give his own life on the cross. My dear friends, if Jesus could give his own life, what is this possession that we have? It is there today and tomorrow it's gone. Why do we hold on to it? We need to be willing to break it at the feet of Jesus and say, Lord, we want to give everything to you as a sacrifice. The first costly sacrifice that this lady brought to the Lord. The second thing is verse 8 of uh, Mark chapter 14. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for the burial. The Lord himself says this. That was her way of serving the Lord. 
She brought that you know, perfume in order to serve the Lord. She did what she could. That statement, what she could, referred to every possession. All the possessions that she had, she gave it to the Lord. When an opportunity was given to her, she took that opportunity and just laid it at the feet of the Lord. And she poured that ointment on his head. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30, Bible says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. You know, sometimes when we have an opportunity, the God, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. And sometimes we say, no, I don't want it now. I don't want to do this now. I don't want, you know, to give my life to the Lord now. Let me do it later on. We postpone it. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. The moment the Spirit tells you to break that alabaster bottle, break it for the Lord. That's what the lady did. When God, the Holy Spirit, convicted her, she did it. She didn't bother about what critics were saying about her. She was not bothered and troubled what people were saying. She was only concerned about serving the Lord and bringing that sacrifice to the Lord. In verse 3, that we read just uh, you know, a while ago, while he was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of a man known as Simon the leper, this lady came. You know that word reclining? In those days, People, you know, did not sit on, you know, chairs and, you know, table. They had a small, you know, kind of a stage like this, a small table, where they would put their legs down and, and recline and sit like this. And that's how Jesus and the disciples and the others were sitting. While this lady came into this home, she would have found, you know, Jesus sitting down. And what do you do when a VIP, very important person is there? Oh, we would not just stand there. Probably this lady would have bent down in humility, knelt at the feet of Jesus in surrendering herself to the Lord and accepting him, acknowledging who he is. She knelt down at the feet of Jesus and there she breaks the bottle and anoints his head. You see that humility, this lady goes down to that level where Jesus is. Jesus, before he went to the cross, how did he show his humility? He wrapped himself with a, in a towel, went to the disciples' feet, he bent down, and he started washing the disciples' feet. That's humility. This lady did the same. She came and bent down at the feet of Jesus. And she broke that bottle and anointed his head, knowing that he is the Messiah. She was there at his feet. You know, this act of love of this lady was showing four things. And I want to point out four verses. You can note down so that you know there's no time for us to read it. She believed in her heart that Jesus is all these four things. One is, in those days, who were the people who were anointed? Kings were anointed. In uh, 2 Kings chapter 9, verse 3, we read that. Kings were anointed. In Exodus chapter 29 verse 7, priests were anointed. Thirdly, in 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 16, prophets were anointed. So kings were anointed, prophets were anointed, and priests were anointed. Thirdly, uh, fourthly, dead, the dead people were anointed. John's Gospel chapter 19 verse 39 to 40. 
Luke's Gospel, chapter 23, verse 56. I believe in, in her in a loving act that she was doing here. She was acknowledging Jesus in all these four things in her heart. And she meant it. She was doing it. And surely Jesus is all these four. Why? Because he is the king of kings. Revelation chapter 19 and verse 16. He is the king of kings and lord of lords. He is the high priest. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1. He is the one who intercedes on behalf of us. He is our mediator. Jesus Christ. And she knew that he is the high priest. He is the king of kings. And he is the prophet. Mark chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 13 verse 31. Jesus the prophet. And finally, Jesus died. And he rose again. And he is living in each one of our lives. He is seated at the throne of God the Father interceding for us. Revelation chapter 1 verse 18. And this is what Mary believed about Jesus. And she demonstrated her surrender to Jesus in acknowledging that Jesus is all this. And that's why she was doing this. People who were around you know, this lady and Jesus did not recognize this. They didn't understand why she was doing this. Mary, this woman, was more in touch with who Jesus was than these disciples who were always with Jesus but didn't recognize him, didn't know and acknowledge who Jesus is in their life. My dear friends, these three things that this lady did, a costly sacrifice, a, a loving service, to Jesus. And finally, it was total surrender at the feet of Jesus. This evening, as we look at our own lives, the question that we need to ask ourselves is, are we surrendered to Jesus Christ at the same level as this lady? Am I truly making a costly sacrifice for Jesus? Am I willing to serve my Jesus in whatever way possible? And Jesus can reply back to us and say, You have done what you could. Can we truly say, Yes, I have done what I can for my Lord Jesus. Sometimes we, we compare other people in the church. We say, Oh, this person is more committed. This person is a senior you know, Christian than me. I am a new person. You know, I cannot do anything. I am a poor person, I don't have money. Let this person do it, let this person do it. We always want to pass it on to others. But the Lord expects you and me to be committed to Him and surrender our services to Him, our lives to Him in total surrender. How often we want to keep that one area, that last drop of perfume for us and say, Lord, this is my area. You don't interfere in this area. I would love this area for me. I don't want to yield that area to you. But the Lord expects each one of us to yield and surrender ourselves completely to Him. What is our response going to be this evening before we leave this place? Can we truly say like this lady, Lord, we want to give you the costly offering that we can give you. A 
costly sacrifice. I want to be of total service to you. And I want to give my life in total surrender to you, Lord. Nothing else. You know, uh, there's a true story of uh, three, uh, four brothers from the Middle East uh, who decided to have a, a grand feast one day. Uh, wine was very expensive in those days. And uh, these four brothers decided that uh, they would, each one of them, get a portion of wine and they would come and invite all their friends and all of them can come and have the wine. Now, one of the brothers was very smart and he said, uh, I'll show these my three brothers a lesson today. So, why should I, you know, bother? Why should I pay so much of money for, you know, the sake of uh, the others and have a feast? Let them bring, you know, wine. Why should I bother? So, he you know, filled up water instead of wine and he brought it for the function. The, the plan was all four brothers had to bring the wine and pour it in, the, in a bowl so everybody could, you know, feast uh, on the wine that day. When they came, uh, you know, a time when all of them had to come one by one and pour the, the wine that they brought in the bowl. Finally, they found no wine. It was only water. The other three brothers also were like him. They started also thinking that why should I bother? You know, let him do it. He has the money. Why should I sacrifice this? You know, many times we do that in our Christian life. We say, why me, Lord? This person, you know, has more money. Let this person do it. I, I, I have less money. So let me, you know, not do anything. You know, we are transparent before the Lord. The Lord can read every thought. The Lord can see our hearts. We cannot hide anything. It's He who has blessed us. He wants us to use it to serve Him. To surrender ourselves more than our money and our wealth. He wants our lives to be surrendered to Him. And once we do that, everything would be at the feet of the Lord. And He can use us more mightily. And I hope and pray that God would Use each one of us to make a costly gift for our Lord Jesus Christ before He comes. And be available for Him, for His service. When the opportunity is there. And be willing to be surrendered to Him totally and completely. Asking God the Holy Spirit to lead us. May the Lord bless us. Thank you very much for having me and giving me this privilege to share God's word. Continue to pray for us. Amen.